Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 71 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my very special guest today is Tracy Sheriff. And we talked about turning 50 and exploring all that is to come as she blazes her own path. But before I introduce you to Tracy and we jump right in, I just wanted to take a quick second to ask you if you love the show and you listen to us week after week, we would really appreciate if you could leave us a five-star review by going to naturallyjoyous.ca slash review. We are on Apple Podcasts, on Audible, you can find us online on Spotify, and hopefully in every place that you love to get your podcast from. This is one of the best ways that you can help us support our show so that we can keep bringing you new content every Friday. So let me formally introduce you to Tracy. Tracy Sheriff is a coach who helps entrepreneurs, experts, and service-based professionals scale their businesses online. Her podcast, Scale Your Course, focuses on helping her audience with the process of designing and delivering impactful courses and online programs while also ensuring they're building a sustainable business that protects their own health and wealth. While growing a business now has become more than a hobby, she currently balances her nine to five while serving three to four clients per month. Trace is excited about her future as she considers transitioning out of a day job she loves in special needs resourcing to better serve what she envisions for her future self. And I just wanted to say very quickly that I highly recommend Trace's podcast, Scale Your Course. I was actually a guest recently uh, in her podcast as well. So we're going to link that episode just below in the show notes. And I'm also very pleased to say, with Trace's permission, that since the airing of my episode on her podcast, she has uh, decided to join me on my signature program, The Way Release Shift. And I'm just so thrilled to be helping Tracy side by side as part of her wellness super team to really help her get to the goals that she talks about, and even in this episode that she's after as she gets back to feeling fully on track with vibrant health to enjoy the next many, many years of her life. Without any further ado, here is Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on our podcast today. Welcome. Thank you so much. And I'm really looking forward to being here and having a great conversation with you today. Yes. Every time we get together and we chat, it's always amazing. And I'm really, really looking forward to our chat today as well. And to get us started, the first question that I love to hear your thoughts on is what does confidence mean to you? I think for me, confidence is just confidence is just about really being able to show up as your best self and feel good about it. 
the opportunity for people to get to know you, but in a way that's really authentic and that you can feel comfortable in, in just being yourself around others, but also in a way that allows people to view you as someone who really knows her stuff is, you know, put together, but um, also really down to earth. I love it. And it's so interesting, right? Because I ask this question very often at the beginning of interviews and, you know, the concept of just being ourselves, like if you think about it, like should be natural to all of us, but it is not, (laughs) right? It is something that so many people work towards. And I think what you said, that authenticity is something that we crave. And then when we see somebody else displaying that, it's almost this magnet. I was like, wow, I'm interested. (laughs) This sounds good to me. It's this inner crave I think so many women have. And and I love that. And I think that's going to be kind of like a nice like segue to um, the next couple of questions I have for you, because I know that you have recently celebrated your 50th birthday, uh, which, you know, it's wonderful. And it's such a beautiful phase in life. Right. And I would really love to talk about it because I know you mentioned to me that it has been a time that you contemplated, you know, who am I? You know, what am I here to do? What do I really want? And I know so many women, you know, as it turned 40 and as it turned 50 and even as it turned 60, those questions come up, right? Because a lot of times we spend so many years in our lives just like living by duty and doing things that we're supposed to do or believe we're supposed to do. So tell us, like, how has this transition been for you as those questions started to come up? Oh, my goodness. Every day is a new day. And, you know, for me, I really was on one hand looking forward to turning 50 because I feel like it's a real milestone and we should really celebrate it. Yes. On the other hand, sort of, I think not having experienced this before, but I assume others probably have too. There's this realization that you're probably more than halfway through your life, right? So it becomes this, you know, reflective moment. Yeah. And I didn't really expect it. Uh, honestly, I thought that, you know, people talk about turning 50 and some, you know, some people do embrace it, but a lot of people get a little bit pensive and, and apprehensive and yeah, maybe a little bit sad. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if sad is the right word, but just, you know, concerned. But I, you know, for me, I really wanted to embrace it, but I did have questions that came up into my mind that really surprised me where I really started thinking about, like you said, who am I? Have I accomplished all the things that I set out to do? What do I envision my life looking like over the next decade? And, um, it's been, it's been really, really interesting. Yeah. And I wonder, like, like if you were to look back, even like to childhood or even, you know, as a little girl, do you remember what did you want to be when you grew up? Like in the questions that we are usually asked when you're little, what was that for you? What did I want to be when I grew up? I wanted to be a teacher and I definitely have spent a great deal of time in education. Yes. I saw myself as a kindergarten teacher, which I think was what many young girls my age wanted at that time was to, to be a kindergarten teacher. I didn't actually enter as a kindergarten teacher. I went into early childhood education and later into special needs resourcing. 
And then through the lifespan, I've done tutoring of school-age children and then um, teaching adults. So I have been a teacher, but a teacher, even though that was sort of the original vision. Yeah, it's so cool. And growing up, he was also, and even if you ask my sister randomly, that was the answer she would give you, I'm I'm sure. Um, And yes, I always had the same inspiration of being aspiration and inspiration of being a teacher. And my teaching comes in different ways, right, than yours does uh, in the business. But it's interesting that, you know, from very early on, there's this urge inside of us that kind of in a way guides us right to all the different steps that you've done. And I think what you said about when you hit this milestone to look back and really contemplate over your life and, you know, assess like, what were your expectations? What is the evidence that you have in front of you is such a beautiful, and I would say recommended <laughs> step in the process, right? Because it really gets you back into that core of who you are and what you're here to do. So I love that. The other thing that I was curious to hear from you is what were the physical changes that you have observed as you transition into your fifties? Oh my goodness. Well, probably the last five years, um, you know, there's been some weight gain, some additional fatigue. I've noticed I am certainly not as strong as I would like to be. I also haven't put as much effort into sort of maintaining my physical strength and uh, all of that either. So some of it, you know, I think requires me to put the right plan in place so that I can, I can (laughs) actually um, bounce back a little bit. Cause I definitely know that there's some things I can do self-care wise that would help me bounce back, but you know, your clothes start to fit a little bit differently. You, you view your body, I think differently too. Yeah. The, the things that I once considered assets to my physique are no longer feeling like they're assets. (laughs) (laughs) I still generally feel pretty, pretty lucky to have been able to, um, you know, obviously I've gained some weight, so I haven't maintained my weight, but I haven't put on a lot, but definitely enough to make me really want to be aware, right? Be aware of the changes that are happening and certainly hormonally. Oh my goodness. Starting to, um, be surprised by, you know, how I'm feeling when I'm feeling it, not necessarily as in as much rhythm as I used to be. So I have to be really in tune with the possibilities that, you know, what I'm experiencing is maybe related to changes in my cycle and those kinds of things. So yeah, it's, it's, I think it's always about being as aware as you possibly can and just embracing the change. So that's, that's the path I'm taking right now. I love it. And it's so true. And I think a lot of, you know, the information out there, but even not just information, I'm saying like scientifically, but almost like the the talk out there is that, you know, when you hit that age, all the things start to decline and there's all these negative things that people look forward to, right? Or not look forward to, but know it's to come. But at the same time, like our bodies are innately perfect and our physiology and biology are always working to give you the best possible outcome, right? So a lot of times, especially what you said, like you go through your earlier years with a lot of resilience and your, you know, physical body isn't so much of a challenge. You know, the tendency is that we don't have to put as much emphasis on maintaining it. But when things start to change, right now we have this void created by our hormones declining and so on. And that is really 
the way I like to look at it is I'm welcoming you an opportunity to now start to prioritize things differently, right? Like your body is like inviting you. Okay. You know, maybe there's a time to slow down on the overwork and, you know, and all those things that don't matter as much. And now the focus becomes more the self, right? Which you think, you know, for some women it's big because if career is really important and taking care of the family and everyone came first, now the body's saying, maybe your time right? <laughs> to, to put your needs first. And it is your biology helping us with our personal growth, right? So I love what you said, because it is really this perspective that a lot of women, I think, are starting to grasp and learn. And really putting yourself first is how you continue to be good at the career piece and the family piece and so on, right? So it's cool. I love that you're, you know, getting to that place and that realization. And the other thing I would love to, you know, talk about and hear your thoughts on, which I know is something that is important to you that you've been working on. And the wording you used with me before is that, you know, this whole blazing your own path is something really important to you. So I wanted to hear your take on that. And I know this, you know, is something so many women crave, right? Having your path and your own mark and flexibility to live life on your own terms. So what does that mean to you? Like, let's, explore it a little deeper. Sure. Well, you know, I think traditionally we've, and and this might be changing now with the the younger generation, because I think that they're seeing that things can look different in when we have the side hustle or the gig economy that's sort of taking over. And certainly within the pandemic, we've, we've seen that explode. I think people really recognizing that they can do things differently and be different, show up differently. But, you know, this idea of blazing my own path is really, I've always sort of had this craving for being my own creative, my own boss, my own, doing my own thing and having that freedom and flexibility to make my own decisions and to, you know, create my own schedule and make my own rules. <laughs> I am not a rule breaker by any stretch of the imagination. Anyone who knows me knows I I pretty much follow the rules to the T. And if I don't follow a rule, I just feel guilty about it afterwards. <laughs> so yes. it, it's it's a really uncomfortable place to be sometimes when you when you want to take more risk than you do. But this idea of blazing your own path, like it really is one of the biggest risks that I think anyone hundred percent. But I'm at the point now turning 50, I've been working on my own business. Well, I've been working in business or side hustling for as long as I can remember. I probably had more than one job, right? From the time (laughs) I was a teenager all the way through, even when I had young children, I was working full time and tutoring and parenting and all the things. So I've always had more than one job. But now that, you know, turning 50, I'm realizing the clock is ticking here for me to actually make this happen where I can earn a living doing something that I really enjoy and have the opportunity to make it be whatever I want it to be. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, working currently with, um, entrepreneurs who are creating courses and programs. So I'm helping them with the design and delivery of their curriculum. They're also often people that are blazing their own path. Yes. Or wanting to transition um, into doing um, their own business full time. So it's great to surround myself with other people who have the same, the same idea of what it is that they are trying to create in their life as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And something you said too, in terms of, you know, when you have this urge to do something like your way and that creativity and expression, right? Anytime versus, and I'm just putting this for contrast sakes or the example versus, let's just say work a nine to five that a lot of times is longer than a nine to five. And, you know, you're more stressed and, you know, you're doing things because tasks that are part of the job and maybe not as inspiring versus something that brings you so much inspiration, energy levels increase, your wellness coefficient increases, right? And I think that is why there's this inner calling inside of us as we start to get towards midlife saying, okay, our resilience to doing things we don't want is costing us too much. So let's go back to inspiration, right? It's almost like it helps us with that transition into living from their heart rather than their minds, right? And what you described is perfectly that because even the energy as you're telling what you do is beautiful, right? It's exciting. And and I've heard you, you know, in many other interviews before and you heard you speak about what to do and it is just exciting to hear because it is natural and it's something you're so good at, right? Um, so I think it's, like a big component to wellness is actually pursuing your heart's desires, right? Like mm-hmm. on a big picture scale and you're doing that, which is so, so cool. So before, and I want to hear more about what you do and so on, but just before we go there, what would be like in your opinion, like say advice or strategies that you would give other women that are now getting to the place that they're contemplating, okay, I'm getting to an age that I do want to start doing what I love. Like what is in your experience, that transition, that taking the risk, if you're not a risk taker to making that jump, like, what would you say? I would say for sure, start building a community of people who are already doing that. Watch what they're doing, learn from them, realize that you're going to probably have some mindset shifts and you're going to need to take some uncomfortable actions. And when I say that, if you're somebody who's not really comfortable stepping outside of your comfort zone and and maybe doing a live stream or putting yourself on a podcast interview or (laughs) something like that, it, it to embrace, embrace that discomfort because I often talk about the messy middle and I talk about it in, in many different contexts, but when we're uncomfortable, it's usually when the most growth is happening, particularly if yeah. it's, you know, a po- some type of positive discomfort. So you're moving towards something. I'm not talking about discomfort where someone's done something horrible to you and, you know, that makes you uncomfortable. I'm talking about intentional action that you're taking that you know is going to be beneficial to you in some way, or it's going to move you towards reaching your goal but feels like you want to run the other direction. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I think for, for me, it's really just been pushing through that resistance of trying new things. So yeah, I'd say building a community, being open-minded, um, know that you'll probably need to explore some mindset shifts because the way you've been doing things all along, that's going to be challenged. Some of the thinking that yeah. has been, drilled into your head all of your <laughs> life about, you know, you choose a job, you, you show up every day, you get paid, and then you retire, right? Yeah, um, it's a quite a different world when you're looking to explore entrepreneurship in any way. But it yeah. can be so exciting, if you're willing to learn and take Absolutely. that chance. That's awesome advice. And really, the whole concept of, you no, know, not just 
you know, seeking mentors, but even masterminding, right? And being around other individuals with similar goals, potentially a similar, maybe a little ahead of stages of what you're headed towards is wonderful because I don't believe that anybody can teach us how to, you know, avoid all the mistakes they've made because we all have different paths, right? But the one thing that I always say that I, you know, purchase for my own growth and offer is perspective, right? And you can see somebody's perspective. You can, you know, sometimes even shift to our own perspective so much quicker when we have this other ability to see things in a way that our minds isn't capable of with the tools we were given at that time. So I think it's amazing. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, everybody has to, you know, quit their jobs and go do something else, but it's starting the baby steps, right? Exploring, you know, gathering with other people, like you said. And, you know, even if it starts as a side hustle for some, right? Like when the time is right, I think our body knows, right? Like mine was very clear. It was almost like this like big moment, almost like a soap opera, like the Brazilian soap opera, like to say, <laughs> <laughs> like with all the dramatic notes, if you can picture that. <laughs> uh, and then my body knew, right? And it made that decision for me. For some people, it can be a little more subtle, right? It could be more of a transition rather than what I experienced. But I think if we keep tuning into that inner sense of what do I want? You know, what inspires me? What am I here to do? I think those, the answer and the timing becomes more clear, right? Which I think is interesting and beautiful. Hey there, are you a woman over 40 who wants to release excess weight, but keep self-sabotaging your progress? If you were tired of all the, all you need is more willpower advice, then I created just a free training for you. Set aside 60 minutes today and I promise you, it will be worth your time. I will go over the three main mindset shifts you need to make if you want to release weight for good, which does not rely on willpower. I will review to you why the strategies that worked in your 20s and 30s don't seem to work anymore and I will also show you which hormones play a big role in weight release once we turn 40 and beyond. This is a value-packed masterclass, and it is for you if you want to discover my step-by-step -step system to help you regain your energy, get rid of cravings, and get back into alignment with your body. And of course, drop some pounds too. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training to watch this on-demand masterclass or just send me a DM on Instagram for the link at naturally.joyous. So again, it is naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training. Yes. Now, I want to ask a question though, in terms of flexibility and, you know, let's just say somebody comes from something very structured, like a nine to five and to, you know, I look at myself and every day is so different. And the only quotations routine I have are calls booked on my calendar, right? So that gives some structure, but other than that is completely fluid, right? So um, how do you feel that that would work specifically for you? And then we can extrapolate for somebody that's so structured going for something that's completely fluid. Yeah, I, it's a tricky question and I'll, I'll explain. So in the role that I currently have in my position, 
um, I do have a lot of control over my day and every day can be very different. So Mm -hmm. I have a days where I'm doing a lot of coaching with my team, other days where I'm doing administrative tasks. Sometimes I'm visiting out in the our community representing our organization. And I do get to schedule as a manager, I get to schedule my day as long as I accomplish all of the objectives over the month, I generally have free reign. So yeah. I may not be the best person to answer this question <laughs> Love it. because I already feel like I am fortunate enough to have some flexibility. Yeah. Not necessarily this flexibility, all the flexibility that I'd like to have, like in the hours of operation, because sometimes, you know, I'm not always working in the flow of my energy when I have a certain start time and end time. That's the same every day. Yeah. So that's that's one um, bit of flexibility that I would love to have. And I think as an entrepreneur, I can create that in my day. Um, but obviously, when you make an appointment with a coaching client, you do need to show up when you say you can't just say I'm yeah. not in the flow today. So <laughs> there's there's still rec- requirements that are of you and scheduling that would, would need to happen. So I think, though, if you're somebody who has come from somewhere where maybe your day is planned for you, you have a, a very repetitive job, perhaps you have certain expectations that you have to meet it would be an adjustment to have that freedom and flexibility to, to build your day into whatever you would like. I think what I'm learning, even with someone who's coming from where I think I probably would ease a little bit more into that choice because I do it already. For me, it's also not just about creating another job for myself. It's becoming aware of creating a lifestyle that I want to have. Yeah. Maybe some of my days I do start early and book some early calls and other days I have, you know, lighter tasks that I take care of in the morning or personal self-care tasks that I take care of in the morning and ease into my day. I think for me, that's what I crave the most is some choice. Um, And, you know, I'm not averse to hard work and showing up for people when I need to, but having that flexibility. So yeah, I think I think it is one of those things. I said mindset shifts, like depending on where you're coming from, you'll you'll want to certainly build in some structure and routine to your day. Other, you need to have goals and objectives in your business, yeah, and know what tasks need to be done to achieve them. And even in business, when it's your own business, there's still going to be tasks that you don't want to do yes. or aren't comfortable <laughs> doing but have to get done, right? Yes, totally. So you will need to create some type of schedule for yourself, but also embrace this idea that not every day has to look the same and uh, yeah. ease into it. Totally. Something that comes to mind. So there's a couple of things that I wanted to kind of quickly go back to, but one of them reminded me of something that a colleague of mine said to me a few years back when she transitioned from her nine to five, a very demanding one. And she said that it took her about, I think it was two months for her experience, almost as this um, grieving of the routine she had and detoxifying her brain of, you know, what everyday looked like, right? Because she was still imposing the nine to five in herself and in her routine because she didn't know how to operate without that very rigid structure. And it was really cool. Her journey was really interesting. 
and a little bit, you know, tricky at the beginning, right? Whereas other people have different experiences. Looking at mine, like I, what I wish I had done is exactly what it said. I wish I had, you know, started my, you know, full-time entrepreneur journey by writing, designing the life I wanted, like writing down what does the lifestyle looks like and then plug the business into it. What I did is that I built a business very much like a corporation and then started shifting it to match the lifestyle that is after. And it felt to me like a lot more painful than it had to be, <laughs> to be honest, right? Um, but I think what he said is beautiful. If somebody's like in that contemplation transition phase, literally mind mapping, journaling, whatever it is, their method, right? To really contemplate what does that lifestyle looks like and now what fits the lifestyle, right? In terms of whatever else you want to add to it as career is concerned. So it's beautiful. And the other thing you said that I it really hits home for me is, you know, working in the flow of your own energy. And I think that has been... That is now what I accept is my consistency, but it took me years, right? Because I've always been very demanding. Like you said, I show up for people and I'm not afraid of working hard. And sometimes I work harder than it's absolutely necessary or required just because that's my comfort zone, right? And paying attention to how I feel. And, you know, as you know, I have a history of chronic pain that sometimes is what stops me from keeping going. And accepting the flow of my own energy levels and, you know, desires has been a new thing for me in the last year or so. Um, but I think it's so powerful that if women listening to this can actually, you know, look into it and prioritize that so that you're designing a lifestyle, you're listening to your energy and then you're building this beautiful life that you serve, but also enjoy yourself. I do believe that's the recipe for success and really living this beautiful inspired life that you are enjoying the other 50 plus years of your life, right. And having this wonderful experience. So that just kind of came up for me as I'm listening, you talk, cause it really resonates with my experience and what I've gone through or what I perceive I wish I'd have gone <laughs> through differently. So, so yeah. So thank you. So let's talk about you now. And tell me and tell all of us about, I know you mentioned briefly, but about what you do and, you know, give us some more information about your uh, journey. Okay. Well, you know, probably for the last three years, I've really been focused on my passion of education and, you know, coming into the online space. I mean, I've dibbled and dabbled prior to that, but I tried a couple different, different things that just weren't really landing. So landing for me, landing for other people, and that's all part of the journey. You might have an idea that you think is really great, but other people don't think it's as needed or, or you're not able to position it. So, but for me, one of my passions has always been teaching. And what I recognized is obviously, especially with COVID, but even prior to that, there's a huge shift in online education so it's not yeah. just, you know, colleges and universities offering courses online. Mm -hmm. There are people like you, people like me and, you know, all of my other clients who are creating their own courses and programs, bundling up their own intellectual property or a combination of things that they've learned along the way that have helped make some type of impact for themselves in their life. And they're sharing that with other people. What I noticed was that some do this really well, but a lot of people really struggle with yeah. the idea of how do I organize and structure that content? How do I 
create it in a way that motivates and inspires other people to take action. Where if I'm going to take someone's money because out of integrity, as much as we are business owners and we want to make money, we also want to serve and help people and create impact in the world. So how can we move beyond the transaction and focus primarily on the transformation? And my experiences as an educator across the lifespan. So I refer to myself as a lifespan educator because I've taught little children as little as one years old, all the way through to adulthood. Yes. Yes. um, That um, the, you know, I've gathered all of these tools and strategies. I've, you know, I also have my master's of arts and education. So I took some of my own time to actually an investment because it was a lot of money. Oh yeah. (laughs) To learn how to be a better teacher and to create really intentionally designed curriculum that's going to get people the journey that you're trying to plan for them and get them the result that I want to share that um, in the online space. And certainly some of it is opportunity because we know that the online market for education, uh, self-study courses and group programs is a billion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. I also want to help people feel really good and confident about what they're putting out in the world and help shorten their distance to getting there. Meaning if I can help take some of what I know and impart it on you knowledge wise, skill wise, and support you, then you'll be able to get your product out to market a lot faster with a lot less stress. You know, when we talk about protecting our own um, emotional energy and physical energy and, and, and our time, you know, we really want to invest in resources that are going to help support us with that. So I see myself as one of those resources and kind of a little bit of a little known secret because a lot of people don't know there's people like me out there, you know, call them, call us instructional designers or course coaches um, or curriculum and content coaches is how I refer to myself. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know that this is an expertise that's available to them. Yeah. So Part of my role I see is raising hopefully some awareness that if it's feeling hard for you, it's because it is, and it should feel hard because what, you know, you're putting together is, um, it might sound easy to teach somebody something, but until you actually sit down to actually map out what that's going to look like, you don't always realize just how difficult it feels. And then the doing, there's the doing part of it too. So there's the planning to do it. And then there's the doing and it can be, it can burn you out like really easily if it's not set up, not only for the best interest of your student, but for yourself as the facilitator, the guide, the teacher, the coach, however you want to refer to yourself. So that was a really long winded answer, but that was amazing. (laughs) I, I definitely want to help people create better courses and programs that are more effectively designed and efficiently delivered so that everybody wins. I love it. And what you said is so incredibly true. Like I know you interview me right in your podcast. So I'll put the link below so people can listen to it as well. Um, But one of the things that we really talk about is, you know, taking all these years of knowledge. So in my case, it was like 17 years of knowledge and put it into something that's not just a bunch of information, but it's the 
you know, enough, but the bare minimum you need to learn to get the most results, right? That is not an easy feat. I put hundreds of hours and I'm not exaggerating into getting my baby ready. It took me about nine months of really getting to the place that it was quotations ready and it's always evolving, right? So I, I do feel what I do is so important. And one of the things I learned from you that I mentioned, I think in the interview is even that different people learn different ways, right? So having different methods of delivering knowledge and content is so important. Some people are visual like myself, others like more the writing down and reading and, you know, others are more auditory and there's all these different formats, right? Which most people don't even think about. And I'm part of a few course building communities and I see the struggles. I see people talking about that. How do you go from this beautiful idea in your head to on the other side of it is getting people results and helping them. And the vehicle in between is this Pandora box, right? That some people are even afraid of opening and therefore they don't put their work out there or they do, but it's not getting the results for the clients because just building the actual course isn't an easy feat. It really isn't. So I think what you do is so needed and so important. And I'll do everything I can to help promote that voice as well, because I know so many people will benefit from what you do. Um, and in terms of finding you online, Tracy, what are the best or easiest ways that people can get in touch with you? The best places to find me are right now are on Instagram and Facebook. You certainly can find me on LinkedIn as well. And um, I do have my website, which um, you'll, I'm sure you can link probably in the show notes yeah. below. There you'll find um, a little bit more about me and certainly links also to my podcast, Skill Your Course, which is fairly new. It's only about six months old now, I think. Yes. And I just did a recent <laughs> interview with you, which everyone will want to listen to. And if you are, already intrigued by what Juliana does, you'll want to learn more about the back end of the process, how she actually put it together and did it on her own and very intentionally though. And I'm very impressed um, Aww, with your, with you. your process and, <laughs> and what you've created. So you should be very proud as well, but those are the Aww, best places thanks. to find me. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so I'll make sure I'll to link all the show notes, uh, the links on the show notes below um, and thank you so much, Tracy, for your time. This was a wonderful conversation. I really didn't know exactly what direction we would take it. So I love it. And you share things that so many women, I'll say the majority of the listeners of this podcast, uh, really are either going through or about to go through and it will resonate with so many of them. So thank you for your time, for your kindness. And so, so happy to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having mm -hmm. me. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.